gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of crime, brass neck cheek and high adventure from the half-inched pages of history. That intro didn't sound very law-abiding. We don't want any trouble with the police. I hear Sting holds a grudge. That student who moved my bin tripped and fell into my bat, Your Honour. Multiple times. Honest. It's all right. No one's interested in our small-time crimes against podcasting. Apart from you, listener. So what better place to celebrate one of the great crimes of British history than... The Silly History Boys Show! What crime could be greater than the garden episode that had no fighting in it? The perfect crime. None but a jewel heist of historic proportions. A heist? Oh, wonderful. A return to my misspent youth. I'll go and get my shoplifting kit out of the loft. A heist? You son of a witch. I'm in. But before we put on our slimming black balaclavas with slimming black lipstick and shove hacksaw blades in our socks, who are we? And what is our job in this week's Heist Crew? I am Uncle Bilbo. I have a blacked out transit from a previous hobby, so I'm a natural fit for the getaway driver. I've been riding my bike on two wheels in prep and practicing my traffic cop smooth talking. Um, what appears to be the officer problem? I am the falsified passport and toothpaste tube full of C4 known only as the Pear Bear. I've combined the stethoscope from my nurse's playset with the saw from my Bob the Builder playset and I've cut holes in my washing up gloves. Three to the left, one to the right and safe cracker P. Biddy is in. I am Tombo, three buttons open on my shirt, an impeccable suit and a Sony Walkman crammed with heist jazz. The position of suave Clooney brains of the outfit is filled. Oh gosh. Hi, I am, ooh, I, I am so unconfident and c- c- clumsy. I am your dear, innocuous, uh, Uncle Bob-Bob, and I couldn't possibly be a threat. I, I, I'm so stammery and nerdy and... Check your pockets, listener. Oh dear, where's your bus pass? Your pockets just got Bob-Bobbed! So, the crew's all sorted. What's the job then? Are we are we are we finally knocking over all the history venues who don't give us free coffee? The universe will get them, Tombo. We'll just have to make do with the Great Crown Jewels Heist of 1671. Uh, just a robbery then. Well, at least it won't be as gory as your usual offerings. You want to bet? This episode has loads of blood in, buckets of blood, Colonel blood to be precise. Colonel blood? The googly-eyed bloodhound that was the unsuccessful mascot of the NHS Donate Blood campaign? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that's real. I mean, historic history rascal Thomas Blood. Top of the casual racism to you fellas. Tis I, Colonel Thomas Blood. Smooth-spoken Irish rogue at your service. Yeah, not quite right, that. Be easy, me fine fellow. Anyone who knows anything about Colonel Thomas Blood knows that I was charming, Irish, and a colonel. Except that you weren't a colonel at all, were you? Nah, you just told people that you were... You were also educated in Lancashire, so, you know, you can dial that accent back a bit. And you appear to have been a, let me check my notes, oh yeah, a a crazed religious bigot, rather than a lovable rogue. Oh, well, this is going to be a fun hour, isn't it? Are you really going to spoil the reputation of history's foremost gentlemen of crime with the truth? Certainly not. Good. If we can agree on anything, 
It's that you were desperately bad at crime. What? So there'll be plenty of laughs. And the laughs begin on a moonlit night outside the shadow of Dublin Castle, where a young man waits nervously with a bunch of flowers. Oh, 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 my eye, me poor allergies. Oh, I better drink some Puritan. That's the antihistamine, like, not the Cromwellian lunatics who run the country after King Charles got his head cut off. Psst. Oh, what was that? Psst. I am not. I've not touched a drop all night. This is for me allergies, like. Sherry, it's me. Oh, no. Is that me conscience? Ah, oh, listen, conscience, I, I, I feel awful about this plot to storm Dublin Castle and kidnap the Lord Lieutenant of Ireland, but, but me mate Thomas Blood, I lost all his land, like, and and he's a bit nuts as well, to be honest, like, he kind of threatened me to go along with it. He's a very hard man to say no to. Jerry, you idiot, get over here. Ah, oh, all right, Blood. Eh, eh, Blood, I, I sound like a teenager from London, like. Yeah, what are you doing crouching in that alley? Blood? God, in his Irish heaven, stop using me name. Shut your gob and come over here. Oh, safe, Blood. Uh, I've got the flowers that you said to bring. No, Jerry, I said bring flower, not flowers. My God, Jerry, did you bounce when your mother dropped you as a baby? Aye, but the bouncing wasn't a problem. It was when me man drop kicked me into the tine. Oh, I'm, s- I'm sorry about the flowers, like... I've been feeling dead self-conscious, waiting with me flowers like I'm waiting for a date and, and the last hasn't come. And I'm allergic to them and all. Flower! The plan is we drop a bag of flour or baker's dust outside the castle gate, causing a cloud of flour that'll disguise our approach to the castle gate. Oh, for blood, I mean. I know I'm as thick as four study cakes all stapled together. But even I can see that's a stupid plan, like... How dare you pour scorn on my enterprise, Jerry? Without that flower, we'll never get in the castle. Oi! Oi! Who goes there? By Jesus, we're discovered. Play along, Jerry. Good evening, sir. My name is Dave, and this is my colleague... Um, Jerry. Shh! Not your real name. Ah, sorry, like, I I meant Jerry with a G. Uh, not Jerry with a J. Eh, how come you're hiding in that shadowy alley with a bunch of flowers... Have you been stood up? Stood up? Lord, no, sir. We're members of the Dublin Horticulture Society. Our regular meeting place is being fumigated, so we're having our meeting here in the alley. Oh, well, enjoy. Oh, if you see Colonel Thomas Blood, tell him I've got a bag of flour for him. You know, for the ice. I surely will. Hang on. Is that you, Chris? Hello, Tom. Didn't recognise you in the dark. All right, Jerry. Are we all right, Chris? How's it going, like? Shh. We've wasted enough time. Give me the flower. Here you go. Ah, you fool! It's all over me crime outfit. Yeah, what's going on here, eh? What's all this baker's dust? Flipping students with your ragweek pranks. Students, students indeed. I am Colonel James Blood of the New Model Army, here to take revenge on that royalist dog, the, the Duke of Ormond, by storming Dublin Castle and kidnapping the Duke. Oh, right. Well, that's way worse. Yes, yes it is. A fitting crime for me, Master Criminal Colonel Thomas Blood. Stop saying your name, boss. Crime, eh? That's a crime. Come here. Oh, Jesus! Run! And so in what will become a reoccurring theme, Colonel Blood went on the run, fleeing from the law and a failed criminal undertaking. The plot to kidnap the Duke of Ormond had failed, although not as badly as what 
happened just then. That was us being silly. The plot was in fact foiled before Blood and his gang got anywhere near the castle. But the plan to distract the guards by dropping a sack of flour before the gates of Dublin Castle and then sneaking inside disguised by a big cloud of flour is true. As bad heist plots go, this is dredging Ocean 12's territory. Yeah, dredging Ocean. Yeah, and they're only just getting started. Your jukeness. W wakey, wakey, your jukeness. Well, well, what time is it? Have I slept through my alarm? I know, my lord, it's the middle of the night. Oh, phew. Good night, then. What? What? Have I, have I slept through my alarm? Uh, no, sir. I've knocked on your door, sir, because a man are here to kill you, sir. What? Oh, quickly, Jeeves. Duck and roll. I have my pistol under my pillow. Eat lead, scoundrel! Did I hit him, Jeeves? Uh, no, sir. But my wig is ruined, and uh, so are my trousers, sir. The prisoner is tied up downstairs. We caught him and his gang outside the castle a moment ago. Or hours beforehand, sir, depending on how interested you are in the historical accuracy of this particular bit, sir. Not remotely. Bring him before me. Gah! Oh, struggle him, etc. Unhand me, you royalist dog! Shut your noise, you little round-dead swoop. I shall not be silent. I shall be noisy. Noisy for justice and my family. Oh, lower your voice. Oh, you're so shouty and it's so early. Now... What are you talking about? My cousin, Thomas Blood, fought for the king in the Civil War. And then he changed sides and he fought for Oliver Cromwell. And was given land here in Ireland. And then Cromwell died. And the new king, King Charles II, was crowned. And he decided to just take the land off me family. Now, just a minute. Stop exposizing for a moment. It's not as simple as that. It's quite complicated and quite sensitive. Sound the uncomfortable history alarm. <coughs> As you may have noticed, listener, we're in Ireland. At this point in time, Ireland has been hassled by various people from over the seas. The Vikings, the Normans, the English and the Scots, to name but a few, for the last 900 years. As you know by now, listener, the history people are awful. And to be clear, we are not taking sides. There are no goodies or baddies here, just awful awful history people. But this next part of Irish and British history is going to start feeling awfully familiar. Without going too far into it, after Charles I got his head cut off, the Royalists from the English Civil War ran away to Ireland and made friends with the Irish nobility. Now, Oliver Cromwell, the leader of Parliament, followed them over with his army, and there was a lot of awfulness. Towns were burned, many soldiers, both English and Irish, died, and lots and lots of ordinary people who had nothing to do with the civil war in England got caught up in the awfulness. One of the main reasons for this awfulness from Cromwell is that many people in Ireland were Catholic, and Cromwell hated Catholics. In 1652, the Act for the Settlement of Ireland was enacted. That basically means that Catholics in Ireland had their land taken off them and it was then given to English, Scottish and Irish Protestants who would be loyal to Cromwell. Thomas Blood was a Protestant who was awarded land. The thing is, when Cromwell died and Charles II became king, he ordered the Duke of Ormond to go to Ireland and take the land off Protestants and give it back to the Catholics, including Thomas Blood. 
who was not happy. And this listener is why we're not touching the English Civil War or the War of Three Kingdoms to include Ireland and Scotland with a barge fall. We swear we will run out of history before we do that bit. I mean, we, we probably should. It has far-reaching consequences for almost every English-speaking country on Earth, but... It's grim and dull and horrible. Is that the awkward bit over now? Yep, we'll go back to the fun, simplified version now, like the gutless cowards we are. Yay! Yay! Cowardice! Hey! I could have done all of that expedition! No, you couldn't have. Firstly, because it's quite serious. And mostly, because you're you're getting hanged. Ah! Me cousin Thomas blood won't like this. He'll get revenge, he will. Revenge on you, Duke of Armand! Well, I'll hang him and all. Take him away. Blood's cousin, the Reverend Leckie, was quickly shipped to Newgate Prison in London. There, the Rev was sentenced to be hanged, but on the day of his execution, something silly but true happened. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tyburn Gallows and our latest super fun series, Judicial Execution! Hey, that's the spirit, yeah! It's a lovely day out for all the family at the public executions. All right, gala, in fact, which comes from the word gallows. Did you learn something? As usual, there's loads of people selling hot food, there's music, entertainments, ladies selling <clears throat> oranges. Oh, would you like some orange, sir? Oh, the peel's right off. If you find that appealing, wink. Why with those two brown tundras there? There's a bloke to hang. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, please welcome the condemned Reverend Lecky! Please, I don't want to die! Is it even a crime to drop a bag of flour outside the castle? Shut your trap, Rev. Save your breath for gurgling and make sure you put on a good show. Oh, you poor fellow. Would you like a bit of orange on the house? Have you, uh... Have you actually got an orange? Because I will have a piece, please. Yeah, thanks. I love oranges. I love Here, orange. dearie, let me give him a segment. Hey! You're not allowed to be on the gallows. Get down at once, you leery old trash. Here, have an orange knock. Oh! My prefect! Quick! Got the reverend down. Ha ha ha! I'm free! Free from certain death! Oh, I bet me cousin Tom Blood planned this daring rescue from the gallows! Reverend Lecky, away! I don't know what you're thinking, Lester. This story has everything. Plots, daring rescues from the gallows. By old ladies. Don't be daft. Reverend Lecky was rescued from Newgate Prison by men dressed as ladies. That sounds made up. It's true, apparently. The rumour was that Colonel Blood made the daring rescue himself, in a dress. Although the man denied it. Why deny a heroic and dashing rescue? Dunno, it could be because he was a history person with a downer on men wearing dresses. Uh, or, or it could be because only hours later, the authorities caught up with Reverend Lecky and hanged him anyway. <laughs> when Tom Blood found out, he swore revenge. Revenge! See? But, for now, Colonel Blood was on the run. Which brings us to a specialist coffee shop in old Amsterdam. Oh, yes! 
Hello, and a pleasant nettle and good morning to you, cafe owner guy. Hello, and a pleasant nettle and Dutch good morning to you, Admiral de Reuter, national hero of the Dutch Republic and dealer of many humiliating defeats to the English Navy, known in British schools ever mentions. Hello, yes, I'm here for breakfast and to have my Wikipedia entry read to me. Of course, Admiral. Will it be the usual disappointing Dutch breakfast of ham, cheese and a piece of cone? Just coffee, please. Also, your accent is very odd. Where in Holland are you from? I'm not sure, actually. I can't really do the voice. It's true, listener. As one of those people who does all the voices, Dutch is a little bit of a black spot in my abilities. So sorry about this, especially if you are from the Netherlands. Silly. How much do I owe you? Allow me, Admiral. It be me honor to buy your coffee, to thank you for all the thumpings you've given the King's Navy over the years. Colonel Blood is me name. Such an outlandish name. What brings you to this specialist coffee shop in Old Amsterdam, Mr. Blood? Well, the mellow vibes, obviously. Oh my god, Minty, I can see through time. Ah, me too. Really like Amsterdam. I, I came to the Dutch Republic just to meet you, Admiral de Reuter. I, I know you like making trouble for the King of England, and I was wondering if I could get a job with you. Ideally, a job making trouble for the King of England, and also that cousin-murdering, land-stealing snake, the Duke of Ireland. Hmm, it is true, I do like making trouble for the English. I could introduce you to some very useful people. Do you know the Duke of Buckingham? The Duke of Buckingham? That fellow from episode 42 with the Silly History Boys show entitled That Garden Episode with No Fighting It. Oh, flower off, Bob No, not that Duke of Buckingham. I mean the son of the Duke of Buckingham in episode 42. The Duke of Buckingham. But Buckingham's one of those courtiers always sucking up to the king like a little sucky suck-up. My spies tell me that he hates your mortal enemy, the Duke of Ormond. He hates him so much that he might want to purchase the services of a professional criminal to get even with him. I love crime. It's me favourite. Good. Now here's a fake moustache, a packed lunch, and the Duke of Beckingham's address. Much obliged, Admiral. I shall sail to England and the Duke. Revenge shall be mine. And so, Colonel Blood travelled to England under an assumed name and an assumed moustache, ready to begin his quest for revenge. At some point, he opened his packed lunch. Mmm, lunchtime! And ate the brownie from the specialist coffee shop. Mmm, <laughs> that's a really nice brownie. <laughs> he also took the time to either purchase or forge a licence for practising medicine. What does he want a licence for practising medicine for? Ah, so he could become a barber. What, so he can cut hair? Surely doctors are a bit overqualified to cut hair. It's a skilled job is cutting hair. Mrs Bob Bob cuts mine. Is that why you work on the radio? Shush. All this leads to a trendy barber shop in old London town. Hi there, brother. Just check your name on the blackboard there and take a seat. You want me to wait? Do you know who I am? Oh, what can we do for you, bro? A shave, a cut, a trim, a let your blood out a bit, you know, saw an arm off. Can we get you a beer, bro? A latte, bro? A smashed avocado on rye with a digital examination, bro? Listen to me, you silly hipsters. I'm well aware that the barbers of the 17th century were also surgeons who offered all kinds of medical nonsense, but I'm just here for a haircut. Even though you wear a wig, bro? A big curly wig like Carlos Valderrama. I'm the Duke of Buckingham, now cut my hair and get me an artisan pale ale. 
and I want my regular stylist, Janine, who smells amazing, to stand too close to me. Janine is off today, Your Grace, but allow me to make a start. Fine, I'll allow it, but I'm not happy about it. I come in specially because of Janine and her Chanel Number no. 5 and lax attitude to personal space, so be quick about it, and no chit-chat. So, been anywhere nice on holiday? No chit-chat. There'll be no tip for you at this rate. I hate it when me barber tries to be my friend for money. So if that's what you're after, then you can jolly well pack it in, whoever you are. Blood. Ah. Keep still now, you dukeness. I wouldn't want to be having an accident. I knew it. Janine never takes a day off. Who sent you, eh? That pig Ormond, I bet. Shh. Calmly now, sir. I'm not after blood. My name is Blood. Blood? That sounds made up. It does, doesn't it? But on my honour, your honour, tis me real name. Wait, are you Thomas Blood? The chap who tried to kidnap Ormond when he was in Dublin? The very same, sir. And if you'd like me to have another crack at your rival, then all I'll require is a whole heap of guns, a ticket to Dublin, and money to assemble a new crew. You son of a witch, I'm in. You shall have all the cash and murder gear that you need, but I have to tell you that there's no kidnapping this time. I want Ormond hanged like the dog that he is at the gallows at Tyburn with all the other scruffs. Hurrah! To the Dublin Ferry Terminal! But Ormond was closer than that. He was back in London, having unsurprisingly not quite solved the trouble in Ireland. As Ormond's carriage clattered along the Great North Road out of London, he was about to encounter trouble much closer to home. Have you been out tonight, Gav? Beg pardon? Have you been out tonight, boss? What do you mean, out? You know, have you been outside your ass? Well, of course I have. Otherwise, why would I be in a cab? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like going out, do you? God, why do I always get the chatty taxi drivers? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love being out and meeting new people like your good self, of course. <laughs> oh, this is the worst. Blimey, Gov. Look, there's a fella lying in the road. Oh, please help us. Me friend's all sick he is. My God, the poor fella. What's wrong with him? Ah, well, it began in childhood, like... As the youngest of 17 children, I have felt neglected and creatively undervalued. Not now, Jerry! Reach for the sky, you royalist dogs! I can't reach for the skies, Gavi. It's dark. Why must I be constantly surrounded by morons? Eight leg, you thick twit! Ah. Ah, help! Murder! Not murder, my lord Ormond. Justice! For my cousin. Oh, not you again. Where's your bag of flour this time, chump? Oh, no, I've got the flour. Enough with the flour. Now tie his lordship up. We're taking him to the gallows to hang him like the murderous dog he is. I'm a murderer. You literally shot my driver. Don't worry, my lord. I'm alive. And I've left the meter running. <laughs> oh, this day is the worst. Tie him up and put him on a horse. You shall hang for all the stuff you've done to me, you shall. And so the terrified Duke of Ormond was taken on a midnight ride. All the way to the infamous Tyburn Gallows. Where all the muggy common criminals were executed. For a super posh aristocrat like Ormond, this would be a terrible humiliation. Which you'd think would be the least of his worries, but that's posh people for you. 
for the crime of stealing all my land and killing me cousin, I do sentence you, Lord Ormond, to die by hanging. This kidnap has no basis in law. You are a common criminal. Well, you're the one stood above the trap on Tyburn Gallows, you are. Aye, it's the busiest gallows in London. I almost feel proper famous, like Sting or or, or Robson Mangeron. Uh, I myself always harboured dreams of playing the sage and gate set, but... Shut up, Jerry! Tyburn! <sighs> That's quite near London. I have an idea. <clears throat> Help! Hush, people, I'll hear you. Help! I'm being murdered by Colonel Thomas Blood. And me? And his thick mate. My name's Jerry. No, sorry. And Jerry! Aye, that's better. This has attracted far too much attention. Hang him, Jerry! Hang him very quickly! Hello, hello, hello. What's going on here, then? Fly tipping, eh? Stand away from them gallows. Lisa, I'm the Duke of Ormond and these naughty men are murdering me. Murder, eh? Well, that's a naughty crime. Shoot them, boys. Stop! Shut up! Jerry! Jerry, no! You've killed Jerry, you villains! He owed me five pounds! What's on? Jerry, you're alive! Aye, uh, the bag of flour that in me back pocket stopped the musket ball and saved me life. Come on, Jerry, let's get out of here. Taxi for blood. Ah, oh, nice one, Chris. Quick, into the carriage. You'll not get away with this blood. Must be off, my lord. You hang there. This is what I've been doing to people. Oh, oh it's awful. They're killing the Duke! Shut him up. Right for a trick, I'll cover us! Eight legs, you vermin ye! You'll never catch me! I'm Colonel Blood, the greatest thief in British history! Oh, hang on! I, I, I didn't steal the crown jewels yet! Well, that was exciting, wasn't it, Lester? Well, yes. And no. I was promised a jewel heist. Where's our robbery, Bob-Bob? We feel robbed of our robbery. Did you start writing a single-part episode and then get caught up in doing the myth, the actual history, and putting your own violently silly slant on it? What do you think happened? I'm Uncle Bob-Bob. There is no cure. How do you sleep at night? On top of a big pile of military history books. But... If you do want to hear about one of the most famous, nay, infamous crimes in British history, you'll have to tune in next week for another exciting episode of The Silly History Boys! And for harshing your vibe with some history and taking you to that highly suspect specialist coffee shop instead of getting on with the story, we are, as always... Sorry! Part 1 or More Heist Less Speed or Episode 45 of the Silly History Boys show was written and produced by the Silly History Boys. The sentences for this highly silly and highly illegal episode shall now be read. Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram will receive 10 years hard labour at the Morley W.I. for doing the voices of Criminal Chris the Criminal, the long-suffering Duke of Ormond, and devious old lady Uncle Bilbo, a degenerate student Uncle Bilbo, and a deplorable hipster barber. Take him down, bailiff!
for the crimes against the Dutch accent, Tom Tumbo Fermor will be let off of a caution for effort and for previous good behaviour in performing the roles of a grumpy guard, a gratuitous orange seller, a granddaddy admiral, Admiral de Reuter, a chatty cabbie, and his third performance to date as the Duke of Buckingham. I don't know why. Tumbo always ends up as the Duke of Buckingham. He was the Duke of Buckingham in Wars of the Roses, because we know he does a good Cockney rascal. He was the Duke of Buckingham in the Garden episode, because we know he does a good posh twit, because, let's face it, he is a posh twit. Sorry, Tom, but I love you. And he's the Duke of Buckingham in this one as well, which is the son of the one from the Garden episode, with no fighting in. Sailor Jerry the Geordie, an RP butler, a harpy hangman, and... That Dutch cafe man, was he Dutch? Should he have just done South African? Would that have been closer? And a hipster barber were voiced by me, your dear Uncle Bob Bob. And last, but by no means getting let off with it, well, until next time anyway, it's to the Pear Bear Perry who jams this week's episode into his hold all and runs off of it as the unfortunate Reverend Necky and the dastardly rascal Colonel Blood. A big thanks to Zapsplat.com for all their zaps, splats, and music. Also, thank you for the music, Big Scotty Buckley. And yeah, thanks for more music to Lord Fastfingers for the Silly History Boy Show theme song. Check out our Historionics. Yes, I'm road testing that. Check out our Historionics online at Silly History Boys Show on Facebook and Instagram and SHB underscore show on the Twitters. Dates for your diaries. Uh, you can see the Silly History Boys live at the Jorvik Viking Festival on the 28th of May to the 5th of June. That's just Will. That, sorry, that's just Bilbo and Pear Bear for that one. Uh, then, at Stonehenge, what? Yes, Stonehenge, from the 28th of May to the 5th of June, there'll be me and Tombo and Mrs. Bob Bob, and, that, and my friends Lee and Alice. And then, from, and then after that, up until the 5th of June, Pear Bear and Will, Uncle Bilbo, coming to that one as well. Um, and also, me and Tombo are going to be at Frowningham Castle on the 6th and 7th of August. There is more to come as well. More announcements forthcoming, so stay tuned for that. Is that everything? I think it is. I added a new bit for live shows. Um, so, we will see you next time for part two of the Crown Jewels Heist of 1671. One thing's for sure, listener, there will be blood. Thank you, bye! Hello, and a pleasant Netherland good morning to you, I've just swallowed a fly. Uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll do that again.